Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on from 1 to 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobell Show on demand on the iHeart app. And in just a moment, we're going to talk to Christopher Legras. Chris Legras, we've had him on before, and it's about the Healthy Streets Initiative. Oh, I hate that name. And this is more nonsense from these... I get bike advocates are part of this group. We'll find out who's connected to all this. These are fanatical lunatics who want to get every car off the road and, and, and forbid us from driving by making driving so difficult. We all surrender. And I don't know, do what I it's crazy, but this actually is on the ballot. Somehow they get funding to get signatures and get this done. So anyway, Chris Legras and he's got uh, a partner on this, John Russo, who we were scheduled to have on too, but John's going to come on another day. And they wrote the official opposition argument that will be on the ballot. And this is about all the stupid bus lanes and protected bike lanes and pedestrian lanes and road diets and those stupid bollards so you can't you know, make a left turn or go through an intersection the way you want. It's... Uh, they started this in 2015, and because of our efforts and your efforts, the road diets were stopped. If you remember that famous case with Mike Bonin in Mar Vista, we got the road diet uh, reversed. So uh, the mobility, it was called Mobility Plan 2035, and uh, in, in the first now eight years, only 3% of the plan has been implemented. So um, that so all the mobility advocates are whining and complaining. All right, Chris Legras is here. Good to see you. How are you? I'm I'm good. It's good to be here. Nice to see you in person. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, 
you're going to have to give a basic primer for people listening because sure. all this stuff is sneaking up on us and people don't know what's coming if they don't pay close attention. So this is going to be on the bar ballot March 5th. It's got one of those deceptive names, Healthy Streets. If this passed, what would it mean practically for all of us in the L.A. area? Well, it actually dovetails perfectly with what you were talking about a few minutes ago, this notion of incrementalism. They've been doing these, quote-unquote, healthy streets, complete streets, incrementally now for 10 years. And most Angelinos at this point, when you're driving to work, when you're driving to drop your kids off at school, you've noticed those green bike lanes appear. They seem kind of innocuous at first. Oh, I make it easier to bike? Sure, why not? That's the first step. That's the incrementalism. Then the next step is the road diets, and then the next step is the bus lanes. And ultimately, we're really pushing the 85% of Angelinos rich, poor, all levels in between, who primarily get around using their personal vehicle. This is the war on cars, and they're doing it, again, incrementally. This mobility initiative, which they deceptively call the Healthy Streets for All initiative, is incrementalism on steroids. What it would mandate is that any time the city repairs a stretch of road longer than 660 feet, it's basically one city block, mm -hmm. they would be mandated no oversight, no community outreach, no even standard engineering review. They would be mandated to install road diets, bike lanes, complete streets. We don't know what it would all entail. We just know that they're going to be doing it one block at a time. So, for example, you could be driving to, to work down here on Olive, and it'll be almost like whack-a-mole. Here's a lane, there's a lane. Here's a lane, there's a lane. Every block could conceivably look a little different. That has massive implications for public safety people just driving around every day if you've been driving the same route to work or school for 5 10 20 years and then one morning you wake up and that street looks radically different and there's all these new bollards and cement curbs and medians and all sorts of other obstacles first of all it's incredibly distracting they call it safe right they say that well we're putting in all of these obstacles and all of these features to make it safer for people on bicycles and pedestrians, et cetera. Well, any cognitive psychologist worth their salt can tell you that the more stuff that you have to look at as you're rolling down the street, whether it's 20 miles an hour or 40 miles an hour, distracts you from the task of driving your car safely. So this is incrementalism on steroids. The idea is they've had a lot of pushback, as you and I well know over the years, from these bigger projects, these gargantuan Playa del Rey, Venice Boulevard on into the night. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Playa, Playa del Rey Mar Vista projects yes, hit yes. such a wall that it scared them away. They went and hid for a few years, and then they came up with, with this idea. By the way, we're live on Instagram now, in case you want to watch uh, oh. uh, <laughs> Chris and I speaking with each other. <laughs> I would have put on my makeup. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, well, they're only going to see the back of my head. Okay. Uh, you're the star today. Oh, look at uh, that. Right, so, uh, you know, what you're just talking about, how incredibly confusing and distracting it is, You've been to Santa Monica. I live in Santa Monica. You live in, holy crap, what the hell's happened to that city? And it seems all in the past year. And I don't know if I could describe just how confusing it is to drive. They have so many different colored lanes and stripes and crosswalks that intersect and diagonally with each other. Flashing lights. Uh, they, they've, they've gutted a lot of parking spaces. Yes. It's nearly impossible to park. Of course, you use the parking garages, and there's crazy homeless people yeah. that are snorting meth inside them. 
I, especially at night, it's madness. there's a lot of reflectors. There's a lot of flashing uh, lights. And, and I, the way, because of all the lights and the reflectors, when somebody's actually crossing the street, You're I can't so see them. 100% I accurate. almost mowed a guy down because the contrast of all the yes. lights and the darkness was terrible. Is that what we're looking at in L.A.? Is what they have in, Sa in Santa Monica? Absolutely. Santa Monica has always been ahead of the curve. They've been the canary in the coal mine, whether it's this density, this transit-oriented nonsense that's now taking over the city and county of Los Angeles. Santa Monica embraced that about 20 years ago. The mayor was Denny Zane. And he was one of these first kind of yimbies, as they call themselves. He now runs a, a nonprofit called Forward LA, which is behind a of lot course of, he does. of course he does. Right. <laughs> right. I, I hate the term nonprofit. The, the profiteering nonprofits. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So Santa Monica is, if you want to see what's coming to your town, you're part of LA, you're part of LA County, come visit Santa Monica one weekend and, and you'll see. Now, let me tell you one of the consequences. And, you know, we sometimes get accused by we, I mean, those of us who oppose this madness of being anti-bike or anti-this or anti-safety. And they love to call us traffic safety deniers. And I just love these euphemisms they mm. conjure. Yes. Well, it's, they, a, it, it's an echo of Holocaust denier. So it's of a really supposed to be a... And how, especially right now, yes. just as an aside, how <laughs> bleeping offensive is that? So they redid, and by the way, you know who's in charge of planning in Santa Monica these days is actually M.C. Escher. No, who's he? Tom Kidd, the artist who had all those crazy stares, you know, like the college <laughs> yes, posters. Yes, right, yes. Yeah. So let's take a really specific, really discreet example, though. The intersection of the California incline when you come up from PCH and mm -hmm. you hit Ocean Avenue to go to downtown Santa Monica. Yes. That used to be a pretty basic four-way stop, crosswalks on the north, south, east, and west, no other confusion, no other distractions. Nevertheless, Santa Monica identified that intersection as a high-risk intersection that needed one of these bad acid trip treatments. <clears throat> How did that work out for? According to CHP data, for 10 years before they installed the MC Escher design, there were fewer than two accidents per year in that intersection. Which, when you think about it, considering who's using those particular roads, how many confused, distracted tourists... Oh, drive that yeah. every every weekend during the summertime during tourist season. So that's actually a shockingly good safety record. Yes. Nevertheless, they did this treatment, and I'll give you a picture that you can post on the on the website just so people can see how absolutely bonkers it is. There had been one bicycle accident in the ten years before. The first year after it went in, there were three. The second <laughs> year there were two. Just last summer, a woman was hit in that intersection. Ended up with a compound fracture in her leg, bones sticking out of her leg, and her dog was killed. None of that had ever happened despite the incredible range of road users you have, the tourists, the bicyclists, the recreational people, what mm. have you. It had been this incredibly safe intersection because it was not confusing. And I'll tell you one other thing. When they were repaving Ocean Avenue last year, for about three or four months, there were no stripes whatsoever. It was just a blank slab of tarmac for about two miles from... I remember that. Safest street in the city. Safest street in the city. Because I can see that bicyclist three blocks ahead. Mm -hmm. When I've got the bollards and, as you alluded to, the reflectors and the, the gerbil wheels and whatever else they're putting in, <laughs> I... Don't often see that bicyclist on practically on top of them, as, as you described. Right. I assume you were driving down Wilshire Boulevard, well, because, which is yes, where they've Wilshire done that. Yes, I drive this whole area frequently. Right. I don't live all that far from from that neighborhood, and so I'm always driving around there. And it's gotten 
progressively, dramatically, actually, more difficult just in the last few months. Yeah, yeah. And the other night, I was driving, and I actually stopped. It's like, what the hell am I looking at here? It really is that dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And at night, it's even worse, ironically. Because yes, it is worse They at have night. created, and we should put a little photo collage up on, on the KFI website so people can really see Oh, definitely, see this. yeah. They've created these islands of reflectors, right? Yes. So you're driving down the street. You can actually, there are intersections, John, where you can actually not even really see the road in front of you. Because the lights are, if especially if it's raining, these reflectors are reflecting. And then you got the crosswalk light flashing, and, and it's, it's incredibly Well, dangerous. they also have created these cement curb highlands to separate they have parking, a machine for that parking from the bike lanes the city of santa monica bought a machine i don't know if it was half a million dollars a million dollars it is a it is a specialized machine that drives down the street and like poops out those concrete medians Jeez. so that they can do it in 10 minutes in 10 minutes yeah, they, they can just all yeah. appear to all right running behind we want to continue with this when we come back. We have uh, Chris Legrand, and uh, we got to get uh, more specifically into this terrible, terrible thing that's going to be on the ballot in Los Angeles, March 5th. And it's called the Healthy Streets Initiative, and it's going to make uh, just driving around the boulevards, the main streets in Los Angeles, a disaster. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. And we are talking with Chris Legrand. Uh, he's a journalist, and uh, you're, you're involved in all kinds of groups. Yeah, well, the reason... Uh, turn uh, his mic on. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'm here in my capacity as a co-director of Keep LA Moving. Keep and LA we're Moving, we're the ones right. that got the uh, Playa del Rey and all that. Yeah. Uh, right. Playa del Rey, that was the road diet that we uh, fought Mike Bonin over, and uh, we all won that round. Road diets are coming everywhere if this mo mobility plan passes. It's, a, it's called Healthy Streets L.A., it's an initiative. It's on the ballot March 5th, which is the primary ballot here in Los Angeles. And this would lead to uh, bike lanes, bus lanes, pedestrian protected areas, uh, road diets, lane shrinkage, you name it. And uh, Chris Legras and his uh, partner on this initiative, John Russo, are writing the official opposition that will be on the ballot. Um, all right. Talk about what happens to our daily life if this thing passes March 5th. What, what, be, what becomes of our commute every day? Well, it'll depend on how much work is planned for your community. But the upshot, again, is every time a road project is done in your community. Now, there are a couple of small carve-outs for things like you know routine uh, uh, sewage and other maintenance. But any time any kind of project comes to more than 660 feet, in other words, more than a block, you will get a new bike lane. You will get a new... Uh, center Island, you will get a new curb, but you'll get some new obstacle that wasn't there before. It'll go in without any public notice. It'll just show up one day. And that's true, by the way, even of our first responders. I've talked to many, many firefighters, not just in LA, but around LA County and frankly, around even the country who they say, we found out about this when we showed up for a shift one morning, there was a captain up in Oakland who had to actually completely redesign the way his vehicles leave and enter the fire station because of what they did in front of his fire station by putting in all of these new allegedly safe obstacles. So what will happen is it'll be like a minefield will come to your town because, like I said, it'll be one block this week, one block the next month, a couple blocks the month after that. So it's an intentional maze they're putting up to make driving difficult Yes, because they have this obsession 
with getting all the cars off the road. We're all going to be taking buses and getting stabbed. We're all going to be riding our bicycles and getting run over by the buses. And we're all going to be walking. Have they noticed that really nobody over the age of 25 bikes for obvious reasons? Right. How the hell would I bike from uh, the west side to Burbank every day up up uh, up the 405? Well, and I mean, what I don't uh, the end game is you won't. The end game is you will only travel as far as that bicycle. It's called the 15-minute city. So going back to the quote-unquote healthy streets initiative, make it as difficult, inconvenient, and frankly unsafe as possible to drive. Really, it's, it's, they want you to cry uncle and say it's just gotten to be too much, too expensive. Look at what's happening with gas prices, et cetera. I'm just going to give up and I'm going to live my life riding transit, riding my bicycle, and I will be limited to however far I can get within about 15 minutes. So they and want that, us to shrink, that, shrink our lives. Yes. And that's a state law, by the way. State transit funding increasingly is tied to these 15-minute city policies. So again, this is like Jesus. the very seed. This mobility plan, block by block, is eventually going to be every block. And again, to reiterate, because they couldn't get it done, because they pissed off so many people with their road diets, with Mar Vista, with Silver Lake, with Van Nuys, with Foothill, uh, in Sunland to Hunga. I mean, we could go on and on far into so the night. So they're going to go little piece by little piece over yeah. a period of years until they choke the life out of us. Precisely. Precisely. Uh, who are these people? They are activists, and they are the useful idiots for the real power players in California who are the, the real estate developers and the people who finance them. And that's not a secret. That's not some... What, what, why the real estate developers? What's their angle here? So they could build gigantic apartment and condo buildings? Absolutely. There's, there's head-spinning sums to be made. If you're one of the developers who's got good relationships in City Hall and Sacramento, you already know where the projects are going in before they go in, and you can take advantage of them. So, for example... If you are with, if you're developing a project that's within a half mile of a bus stop, not a bus line, not a bus station, and bus stop, you can seek parking exemptions. So you're going to build a hundred-unit apartment building that has no parking. The idea is everybody's going to walk that half a mile and get on the bus to get where they're going. And there are hundreds of these buildings that have already been built and/or are under construction as we speak. I could send you a list of. And they're missing, they're missing the parking spaces. Zero. Now, why do developers love that? Because parking, that underground parking is one of the single most expensive pieces of a new apartment building. We just saved you X percent off of every project. Isn't the market going to reject that? Because most people I know, if they looked at a, an apartment, even if it was really nice, if it didn't have a parking garage, they're not renting or they're not buying. Their goal is to get as many young people to buy into this. So that when they get their first apartment on Broadway next to this stupid train in Santa Monica and you're 22, 23 years old, just out of college, you may, don't, you may not have a car to begin with. They want to lock people into this lifestyle, then continue taking advantage of the state laws that allow this kind of development centered on transit, centered on bike lanes, et cetera, till we reach a tipping point so, so in the market. It's not so much about uh, uh, wanting a uh, healthy environment, a green world, but it's about real estate developers wanting to maximize the yes. profit they can make on building these. Yes, the decision has been made at the state level, at the city level. The decision is made. It's, it's locked in. The, the proverbial fix is in. This is what development will look like in the state of California in the future.
Ultimately, the goal is to eliminate single-family zoning altogether. If you're lucky enough to still have a single-family house, your next-door neighbor may get a deal that they can't refuse, sell for cash for 50%, 100% over market value, and that single-family home next door now all of a sudden is eight units or 10 units or however many mm -hmm. they can get away yeah. with. Yeah. So this is, I mean, I think the recurring theme, and it's just kind of happenstance that you were talking about it before I came in, is, is incrementalism. Every one of these bills... Every one of these initiatives, like the Healthy Streets Initiative, which your listeners, I think, already know they need to vote against and tell all your friends to vote against it, they're all part of this same policy that has been decided. This is the YIMBY, they call themselves, yes, in my backyard. This is the agenda, and it has infected quite literally every level of policymaking, of decision-making, of funding. This is why we have Mayor Karen Bass, who's constantly talking about how She's so excited that all levels of government are now in lockstep in addressing homelessness because the what we're doing with homelessness is a piece of this. The housing that we're building from home for homeless, and we'll do a whole segment on that, yeah. is absolutely in lockstep. So the fix is in, and it's up to us, to your listeners, to educate themselves to realize that don't just read the ballot title healthy streets who doesn't want healthy streets sure i'll vote for that i know i can't stand it's, that's ballot. how they got prop 47 passed yeah chris i gotta go but we're going to be talking with talking with you on a regular basis about all this right. uh, especially leading up to this march 5th vote vote no on the healthy streets initiative can't stress that enough vote early vote often there is a lot going on beneath the surface that uh, none of us are aware of Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're on from one until four. Boy, if you just missed uh, the segment we did with Chris Legras, uh, and and he's uh, with a group that's trying to stop this uh, this this road diet initiative. My God, those things are back. Uh, this this is. Uh, this is something that would jam up traffic all over the city of Los Angeles forever. It's called Healthy Streets. It's on the March 5th primary ballot in the city of Los Angeles. You better vote no against that uh, as many times as you can. I mean, it's really bad. It's everything we thought we fought off and buried uh, back in 2017. I mean, seven years ago, for God's sake, right? It was, it was Mike Bonin. It was Playa del Rey. It was Mar Vista. It was... Uh, Venice Boulevard, it was uh, uh, that, that Culver Boulevard, that whole stretch uh, along uh, Playa del Rey. And uh, that event scared Garcetti and Bonin for the rest of the decade. And then the pandemic hit and the whole the whole road diet industry shut down because they had big goals in 2015 to shut down city traffic. And they only got. 3% of it accomplished. So now they're coming back for more. And I, I you know, as fascinating as, as Chris was on the air, he told me more stuff off the air, which you simply don't have time for. And I also don't want to dump it all out in, in, in one day because uh, I, I want I want to be able to build on this story over the next few weeks. So he's going to be coming back regularly, especially over the next couple of months leading up to March 5th, because you, you've got to stop this evil. There are things going on involving developers and politicians and these, these wacko nonprofit bicycle advocates and anti-traffic, anti-car advocates. You have no idea of the rot in this city, in this state. You have no idea about the machinations going on. And the money that's going to be made. And it is not about the climate. It's not about the environment. It is about massive profits for real estate uh, developers. Has uh, They join forces with the Newsoms and the Basses of the world to re-engineer the city and create this 15-minute city idea. And I've seen this phrase around now for a couple of years. And it's a real thing. It's a real bedrock ideology that these people have to make it so that you live work and your recreation is all within 15 minutes 15 minutes of your house and they want they they want to shrink your life they want to force you to shrink your life because they're motivated by money that they can make developers developers who can build massive apartment buildings condo buildings and uh, the city is forcibly rezoning single family neighborhoods you don't know what's coming, and and you're not going to like it. So we're giving you first warning here, which explains why 
Well, I've got several stories here. Let's see what I want to start with. I want to, they're, all, they're all related. Everything is related. Um, you've heard that wealthy people are moving out of the state. First, it was the middle class. Then it was the wealthy. Because the middle class didn't like the quality of life. They didn't like the, 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 the high cost of living and all the vagrants in the streets, the smash and grab crimes. It, it's just, this is an uncivilized state. It's an uncivilized city. And nobody else in the other 49 states is putting up with this like we are. Well, we're also losing now educated people. Um, between 2021 and 22, 91,000 people with advanced degrees moved into the state, but 100,000 left. So we actually lost nearly nine net loss of 9,000 people with advanced degrees. Five years ago, this group was much more likely to move in than move out. And this is just in-state migration. This doesn't count international migrants. Um, and and, and the, the, the reason for this is because Graduate students generally have higher paying jobs and the taxes hit them disproportionately. It's what we talked about earlier in the show. 45% of high income earners pay, I'm sorry, one the top 1% of high income earners pay 45% of the taxes. The top 10% of high income earners pay 80% of the taxes. So you have high real estate costs, high mortgage, high taxes. And in addition, whether you're rich, middle class, or, or, or wealthy, all the crime, all the, the smash and grab robberies and all the homeless people affect everybody the same. And now what they want to do is intentionally bollocks up the traffic to make it that much more difficult to get around as if your commute isn't long enough. And then they tell you to go take a bicycle. Um, and now that high income earners and, and graduate school earners can work more often remotely, they're moving to more affordable areas. So Californians are now paying double the national U-Haul rate to escape to Texas and Florida. It's twice as expensive to rent a 26-foot truck in Anaheim and drop it near Dallas-Fort Worth. You want to move to Texas? Let's say you want to go to a suburb of Texas. Keller was the example. Anaheim to Keller, uh, it, it, takes, um, it takes twice as much. Now, if you want to rent the same truck from Dallas to Anaheim, it's half as much. Because the demand for U-Haul trucks in California is so overwhelming that the price is double. Um, the median household income of Keller is $162,000 a year. That's double the income in Anaheim of 88000 But the cost of living is much less. People are earning more in Texas and paying less to live. Here in California, we're paying way more to live. And there's a story, I mentioned this, Axios, which is a political website, 
headline says gas prices are back down to $3 a gallon. I saw this and my head snapped. It's like, what? And it's true. Average prices are at 301 across the country. And this includes California. In fact, the average price dipped below $3 last month, which hadn't happened in more than two years. They think gas prices might uh, settle in the high $2 per gallon zone, which, of course, could affect the national election if people feel happier about the prices and all the inflation we've suffered from, except in California, it's five bucks a gallon. At least at the four stations that I tried to stop at between Burbank and the West Side. I looked at four different stations. It was $5 a gallon. I, I just, the policies in this state are terrible. Going back to U-Haul, California is in 50th place for the second consecutive year the most expensive rental trucks in the U-Haul chain. It is the number one state for out-migration. Um, there are so many people leaving California that it actually wrecked U-Haul's ability to measure because the company ran out of trucks to rent. U-Haul would be able to do an estimate of how many people are leaving versus how many people are coming in. And they actually couldn't do it as accurately this year because there were no more trucks left in California to rent and leave the state with. This is, this. Uh, there's got to be, I hate this word because you hear it every five minutes, but there's just got to be a reckoning. We can't collectively live this way indefinitely. It's it's just got it's got I've, I've never lived in a place where you had this much going in the wrong direction and people continue voting in the same pattern. All right. More coming up. Uh, oh, in fact, uh, we've got some health food news. I think. Uh, I don't know if you actually consume this product. I'm going to say, mm. but everybody thinks it's healthy and it's a better choice. And it turns out it's not. That's so a riveting tease. Huh? That's a riveting tease. Are you mocking me? No, not at all. all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think a lot of this health food stuff is hooey. I okay, I it, got it, it. It's not better. It's not healthier. Mm -hmm. You're Doctor Cobalt. Well, there's a. I know so much. Uh huh. You know, I have just an endless so amount of smart. knowledge. You are. You're yeah. definitely mocking. <laughs> You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM six forty. John Cobalt on demand. Uh, is the uh, podcast version that'll be uh, posted at, after four o'clock on the iHeart app as well. Uh, all right, Deborah's got news at three. And then following her news, we're going to talk with uh, Janet Wynn uh, from Orange County. Uh, she is a state senator. And uh, she wrote a piece in the Orange County Register. Very disturbing. You're going to be really upset. Apparently, the... Uh, the OC Animal Care Shelter is a complete disaster. And there's a lot of dogs who are suffering and um, they're being treated very badly, shockingly bad conditions. We need to go get them out of there. I, I, it's, it's, it's a really strange story. It's really disgusting, actually. Um, and, and they, they have a lot of money. They're, they have a $26 million budget. They have 137 employees. And according to Janet Wynn, 
the treatment of these animals, and we'll get into the details coming up, is just horrific. It's just hard to believe. Now, all right, we've got, um, now, what's your stance on oat milk? I have it almost every day in my coffee. Yeah, you have it almost every day. That's what I thought. I thought. Well, it says um, nutritionists are warning against oat milk. What? One cup can have more sugar than two Krispy Kreme donuts. If you didn't like. Yeah. I can't believe that. No, I, I don't taste. It's not. Okay. My oat milk is not sweet. One cup can contain up to 17 grams of sugar. Uh, about as much as you'd get in four Chips Ahoy cookies or two Krispy Kreme donuts. It says here that oat milk is popular with vegans. <laughs> Yeah. Has more fat in it than traditional milk and less calcium. <sighs> so you could be set up for uh, osteoporosis. Fantastic. Okay, fine. You could trip and fall and burst into pieces. <laughs> I'm going to switch back to almond milk. You made me feel so guilty okay. when I had almond milk or coconut what? milk. Did I? I? Yeah. Guilty? Yeah, you did. Why did I make you feel guilty? Maybe it was coconut milk. Remember the the monkeys, they they the slave labor with oh, the coconuts. Oh. <laughs> so then I stopped with the coconut milk and I switched to oat milk. Well, now I'm gonna have to go back. And then the almond milk, you made fun of me because uh, of all the water we need for the <laughs> for almond. the almonds. That's yes, right. Yes. Yeah, the almonds take up uh, like eleven percent of our, our state's water. Exactly. So I I did the right thing, the ethical thing, and I switched to oat milk. And now look what yeah, you're but telling you're still me. Eating avocados, and uh, that's uh, run by the Mexican drug cartels. Well, okay, so you're not that pure. I'm not. Um, uh, it's it says oat milk has been touted as a healthy alternative to dairy milk, but it has a lot of sugar, a lot of carbohydrates, and a lot of uh, canola oil, which can cause heart inflammation. They analyzed 200 brands of almond, oat, and soy milk. You probably drink all this stuff, right? I don't drink soy milk anymore. Uh, and they researchers found that nine out of 10 were nutritionally inferior to cow's milk. Okay, but let me just say this. I don't drink a glass of oat milk. I just have a little bit, mm. and it's oat milk creamer in my coffee. Uh, overall, the plant-based milks, and, you know, that's another thing. It's not milk. There's no milk in a plant. This is a made-up turn. It's like, it's like a Beyond Burger. It has no burger meat in it. Uh, overall, plant-based milks had 100 milligrams less calcium, the mineral that is essential for building and repairing bone tissue. Uh, the plant milks were found to contain only 2 grams of protein. Trader Joe's reduced fat milk has 14 grams of protein. So you're only getting one-seventh the protein you need. Well, you don't know. I, I have a lot of nuts. Well, that didn't sound right. <laughs> but you know what I mean. No, I really, my, I don't. I my protein <laughs> elsewhere. Do we First the Stephen Hawking and now this? Jeez. It, re it really I must be I told you, there, there wasn't, no, it was, there was that earthquake that rattled my brain what happened when I was on the air. You seem to have a lot on your mind today. I do. <laughs> well, it, it's, it says the oat milk, uh, because it has the sugar and the oils and the carbohydrates, can increase risk of obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. How about all that? I will switch. Angel Martinez just sent me a message saying to switch to coconut milk. So I'm I'm going to do that. The, As I said, I'm going to do that. No more of this. See, the oats are oat processed milk. into oat milk. And so the starches in the oats are broken down into simple sugars. 
And those simple sugars are stripped of all fiber, vitamins, and minerals. They have no nutritional value, and they can cause your blood sugar levels to spike and lead to hunger pangs. Then you start eating more. <laughs> Seems like a disaster here. It doesn't seem great, but there are alternatives. So thank you, John. Like thank you, Dr. Milk. Cope. No, you drink, no. You drink no. traditional cow's milk. Let, has... Let's talk about all the, the, neg the negative ramifications of that. No, you don't want to. I don't think so. <laughs> Yes, I know. You, what is what's in the milk? Mucus? You you yes, claim? Yes, disgusting. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch back to coconut milk, and I don't want to hear about the poor monkeys and the coconuts anymore. <laughs> the slave monkeys that are used. That's right. All right. When we come back, uh, Janet Wynn, you're not gonna be happy with this. Orange County has an animal shelter called OC Animal Care. Janet Wynn is a state senator from Orange County. She wrote a piece in the Orange County Register, and this is this is hard. To believe she's uh she's calls the oc animal care shelter a gulag uh and and she says the pets are being secretly killed for no apparent reason and those with catastrophic injuries are dying waiting for medical care and um the pens are routinely coated in feces and urine Large dogs are riddled with anxiety because they get so little exercise. John, can we get out your bullhorn and go over there? Well, yeah, I, uh, something's got to be done about this. So she's going to lay out the case when we return. Uh, John Cobalt Show, KFI AM 640. Deborah Mark is live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at Aaron's. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. 
feeling elevated.